Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Hello, friend, and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. My name is Megan, and I am so stoked that you are here. I'm so thankful that you're here. I don't take it lightly that you are taking the time, however you listen to podcasts, whether you are sitting with a journal. I've heard from a lot of you that you do that. You sit to listen to these episodes with a journal, with a Bible, ready to go. Whether you're cooking, cleaning, that's how I normally listen to podcasts, driving. I'm so thankful and don't take it lightly that you are here. Today, we are talking about what is love? And I felt like it was such a timely episode for the season that we're in, Valentine's Day. It's just the month of love. There's decor everywhere that is red and pink and all of these hearts and just exciting, fun, bubbly, lovey things. So today we are talking about what love actually is because as a lot of us already kind of know or feel, the definition of love can get pretty tricky in our society, in our culture. And I think a lot of times we don't actually define love the way that God defines love. And so we are talking about that today. What is love based on scripture, based on what God says? And yeah, so I'm really excited for today's episode. I think it's going to be really powerful, very timely, very important. Definitely one to encourage and equip your friends with by sharing it with them to, to help the podcast to grow, to help the podcast stay in the Spotify top 50 charts, which is so wild. The top 50 spiritual and religion and spirituality rather charts. Don't go looking for it in the top 50 podcasts of all time. So, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for reviewing, for sharing. I am so thankful for that. Before we dive in to start talking about what love is, I would love your input. And I mentioned this for the first time last week. I am looking to bring you more encouragement to better equip you to help strengthen your walk with God and better understand God's purpose for your life by something like a membership subscription idea. And I'm thinking of creating something like that, maybe with extra podcast episodes, access to digital Bible studies, maybe even a Bible reading plan or ad free episodes. But before I jump into that, I want to know one, if you're even interested in something like that, in having that bonus content for your walk with God and your purpose, and two, what you would want in it if you are interested. So I have a short questionnaire for you. The link is in the show notes. It literally takes just one minute of your time. And I would be so ecstatic if you would hop over there and answer that. Even before continuing this episode, it just helps me to better serve you and better develop She Lives Purposefully. All right, friends, so Valentine's Day is just around the corner. For a lot of people, this is a sweet holiday, and for many others, they absolutely dread it. But for today, I want to talk about what love is, real love, God's love, what that looks like from him to us, and talking about in turn what that looks like from us to those around us. I'm going to be taking this definition from a super popular place in scripture, which is 1 Corinthians 13. And I want to dive into it to address a lot of super common misconceptions about what love is and the love that we have in our world. And I think we're going to discover 
what God defines as love is pretty radical today. So first, let's read this passage. It's 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 8. And you can probably recite this with me. It's a very common one read at most weddings, but it's so powerful. And I think sometimes when we know scriptures so easily or we hear them all the time, we can kind of dismiss how profound they are. Um, So I would encourage you, even if you feel like you can recite this off the top of your head, to really sink into what these verses are saying. Okay. So again, this is from 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. All right, so we're just going to kind of go through a lot of these attributes here. First, let's start with patient and kind. I want to read two other verses related to this. Second Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowless, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. So we see here in this verse in second peter 3 9 how god is patient towards us and that's an aspect of his love psalm 103 verse 8 says the lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love so i think it's so beautiful to read these verses to see that this is the way the lord is towards us as he calls us to be this towards other people to be this type of love towards others to know that this is the type of love he has for us as well And I think it beautifully ties in with how, too, love isn't rude or arrogant. It's kind and it's not rude. It's patient. It's not arrogant or conceited or full of oneself. This love so far that we're seeing in this set of verses is very selfless, very self-sacrificing, and very others-focused. It doesn't envy or boast or insist in its own way. So love does or is, in on the flip side, content. It's humble. It's putting others up and puts others and their way before my own. That's very powerful. And I feel like even that itself is very countercultural, just putting others before ourselves. It's usually, you know, this is what I need, my truth, my this, my that, but love is putting others before ourselves doesn't insist on its own way it's not envying or boasting it is not irritable or resentful counter cancel culture if i do say so myself this is so counter cancel culture it is counter the culture of unforgiveness it's counter the culture of feeling the right to hold on to grudges and being spiteful. It's counter the culture of all of that. Love is not irritable or resentful. And two, let's think about the Lord. Imagine, oh my goodness, if he was resentful or irritable with us, he would have never provided a way for forgiveness, let alone that way being himself. He would have never given us blessings on top of salvation, like our inheritance, spiritual gifts, even a relationship with him. Praise the Lord that this is the kind of love the Lord has for us, not irritable or resentful. And may we have that love for others. 
This one is a big one. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. This one I think is just so powerful to talk about. This feels almost the most countercultural to me, and I think it's really important for us to be firm in and to understand what God defines as love looks like rejoicing in truth and not rejoicing in wrongdoing. This doesn't mean that this means rather that love doesn't give a thumbs up to what God defines as sin. It means it doesn't celebrate sin. It means that it celebrates truth instead. I've seen, especially lately, so many people posting about how Jesus would be cheering on many who are in what God describes as sin, almost with this mentality of how dare Christians, you know, say that this is sin or this is um, something that God wouldn't want or, you know, whatever it is, and saying that God will be right up there with the people, cheering them on, like I said, in what God describes as sin. Does God love people who are in sin? Yes. He loves you and me, friend. And we are, every day we sin. Maybe we're not living in sin. You know, we're not in sin. We are saved. We're set apart. We're separate. But we do sin. And he loves us. And he, God so loved the world that he sent his only son while we were still enemies with Christ. He loves us. Does God love people in sin? Yes and yes again. Does he accept our sin? No. He calls us to himself, to truth. He calls us to repentance. Why? Because he knows what he calls sin or wrongdoing isn't good for us. So it's not loving for him to okay something, to give a thumbs up to something that is not good for us, something that separates us from closeness with him. And friends, that is what it looks like for us to love too. Do we love those who are living in sin? Absolutely. We better. We're called to it. As we hope and trust, they love us as we are in sin every single day. Do we approve of whatever they want to do? No. Do we rejoice in wrongdoing? No. To love others looks like to rejoice in the truth. All right, moving on to another part of it. Love bears all things. This is so beautiful. Believes all things, hopes all things. I love this. Love bears all things. It reminds me of endures all things, which we'll dive into soon. It stands with others in all things. It also believes and hopes. It's not hopeless with others and for others. And again, let's think of Jesus. He bears all things with us. He doesn't have to, but he does. And he finishes the good work that he started in us. He has hope because of who he is for us. And love endures all things. This is another one that I think can actually be very countercultural. This is something as a society I think we miss so much in the name of self-love. Now, what I'm about to say is not that boundaries aren't important, that any type of abuse is tolerable, none of that. That's not what this is talking about, enduring all things. Your safety is a priority, and I want to say that loud and clear. Now that we have covered that part of it, I want to talk about this part of the verse, that love endures all things. Love endures all things. It endures sickness, poverty, maybe being wronged, or definitely being wronged, being disagreed with, a lack of feeling, 
And I think, you know, this is so powerful too, even as we see in so many marriages now where it feels like, okay, well, I'm not feeling it anymore. No, love endures all things. This applies to, like I said, marriages. It applies to friendships, to others in the body of Christ. A love that is only self-serving is not love. Love that ends when it's not convenient is not love. And God's love for us endures all things. It endures our sin, our complacency, our doubts. He endures all of it. Friend, I hope and pray that this episode was an encouragement for you, that you feel more equipped in your walk with Christ, that you were able to see more of what love is and be encouraged in that definition, not only of how we're supposed to love and called to love, but in how God loves us. If you did like this episode, I want to encourage you to share this with your friends, to leave a review, to help the podcast reach, encourage, and equip new women in their walk with Christ. And I want to encourage you too to not miss next week's episode. We're going to be diving into the Jonah study, and we're also going to be talking about what Lent is and whether or not we should participate starting of Lent or the start of Lent rather is coming up. So I felt like that was another very timely episode. So don't miss those episodes too. And before I wrap up, Just a reminder, if you did not pause the episode to go check out that questionnaire earlier, I would love your input. The link is in the bio, so go and check out that questionnaire so that you can help me better serve you, better equip and encourage you in your walk with Christ. I would love to hear your thoughts on this potential membership, subscription, bonus content idea. Link is in the show notes. I love you, friends. Live purposefully and have a fantastic rest of your day.